What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host, and this is our special audition cuts episode. Actually, I shouldn't really act all excited because that means people are losing their jobs and getting released from teams. But we're bringing you additional content. If you check the feed, there's a Deshaun Watson podcast as well. He got a contract extension. We talk about Keenan Allen. And naturally, there's some Dak Prescott talk on there. But let's get to the uh, the cut day in the NFL. It's always a tough day around the league. And uh, clearly, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of people um, who are out of jobs. It's unfortunate. But it is, you know, it's an important part of the NFL business. I will say that this is a weirder year than ever because there's a lot of undrafted free agents and sort of unknown guys who are going to be cut or put on practice squad. Usually you see teams trying to snake guys that they have film on, like saw somebody in a, in a preseason game. There's no film on anybody. And the coaches kept it pretty, you know, some coaches didn't even use names on the back of jerseys so the opponents can't figure out who they're watching when they're checking out film. Very, uh, a lot of subterfuge and strategery by these NFL teams. Joining me to uh, talk about the cuts, Ryan Wilson, of course, and uh, the cut master himself, John Breach, who ran a live blog, a cut live blog, and a cut tracker on Saturday while uh, uh, breastfeeding a baby. You know, I did not breastfeed the baby. We have a bottle for the baby. And I only ran the tracker. Josh Edwards, Brian Yardo, and Jeff Kerr ran the live uh, blog. And you know what? Since You, know, you couldn't do them both by yourself? Go well, I, the baby was said, please only write one that you can't <laughs> do two and feed me at the same time. And you called me the cut master. So I'm going to tell you my cut day story real quick. Was I in the NFL ever? I was not. <laughs> but my dad was. And I remember vividly, uh, it was the end of August in 1993, my dad got cut. He came back and like, you know, there's no internet then. So you don't know about this stuff till they get home. And I remember him walking in the door. He sits us all down and, and says, Hey, look, my NFL career is probably over. He was 37 at the time. So it wasn't a huge surprise. They had drafted a kicker that year. And I remember crying at the table for like 20 minutes. And my first thought was that I was going to go to school tomorrow, the next day. And that, I was in sixth grade at the time, and all the kids in school were going to make fun of me because my dad mm. got cut from the Bengals. Pretty selfish of you. I, well, that's how a sixth grade uh, kid thinks. So now you know what these kids are going through. Did, uh, did they make fun of you? They did no, not. Of course not. Did anybody really even care? No, they no, don't talk about it. It's too, they don't. Nobody wants to make fun of you. Like, you think oh, they knew? Job. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they knew. He had played for the Bengals for 13 years. I mean, I don't think these sixth graders are like, oh no, they, they cut our kicker. It was a big, they actually cut Chris Collinsworth that day also. Yeah, they didn't, they, nobody's talking about your dad. No offense to your dad. He's a great dude. All time leading scorer, man. Hey, they, they, Chris Collinsworth got cut the same day. They ain't talking about Papa Breach. Uh, people aren't like dunking on you because of, they, they, if they weren't talking about Chris, did they talk about Chris Collinsworth that day? Uh, you know, I don't remember. Breach, the lesson here is I've locked if, out all the memories. If you ever need to feel better about yourself, do not come to Princeton with your problems. <laughs> well, I would yeah, that's I learned that lesson early. Very early. Princeton's is the Princeton's the guy you call when you're on the bridge saying I'm thinking about jumping and he screams into the phone, jump! Just yeah. jump. And make sure you take a video so I can tweet about it. How long do we have to talk, man? What's going on here? Um anyway, that's a good, no, that's a good story. I don't I would have been I don't blame you, Breach. That is uh too late. Breach has already jumped off the bridge. Okay. Already. Don't need to make. Anyway. Uh, 
Josh Rosen, a big story on Friday as he was cut by the Miami Dolphins, mm-hmm. meaning that Josh Rosen, when he gets another job, will be on his third team in less than three years, having been drafted 10th overall by the Arizona Cardinals in the, uh, the, uh, well thought of 2017 NFL. Like his 19th offensive coordinator. I was going to say, how many, since college, how many offensive coordinators do you think he's had? His oh. next, his next offensive coordinator will be number what? 2018 draft. Sorry. Not 17. Six. I know it's a pretty high number. It's not six. Next offensive coordinator since college, for instance, will be how many for Josh Rosen? Uh, See one. Two. Are you counting Chan Gailey? You can count Chan Gailey, sure. Okay, so that's three, three. I think three with the Dolphins, and two with the Cardinals, and f- so we'll say seven. He will be on OC number nine. Ah, oh, I was close. Like, you were close. You didn't get, many, you're good at. What'd you say? How so many? Three, so three at UCLA. Two in Arizona. Oh, no, he had three in Arizona. Yeah. No, he had Mike McCoy, uh, Byron Leftwich, And Cliff Kingsbury. Well, he got traded. I guess yeah, he was there. He never he played was at, Kingsbury, so I don't think that counts. He, was he there learned for the system, practice. and they, they were running him the system. He, he, had, he did the practices before the draft. It absolutely counts. Well, well, okay. Either way. Of OTAs where you couldn't do anything on the field yet. Well, but they, had, they were trying to they – were, they were saying Josh is our guy before the draft. He didn't. There's well, yeah. people that are going to draft Nick Bosa. But, right, they also said that. So that so, counts. That's fine. Okay, you're at eight. My point is that he's had nine. He's had a lot. Oh, I'm saying you're at ten. Okay, ten. His next one will be his tenth offensive coordinator since college. That is crazy. Tough for Justin. So on the um, we talked briefly about Keenan Allen's contract on the on the Deshaun Watson podcast. You mentioned Allen Robinson, who really hasn't had a quarterback to throw him the ball. What's going on with Josh Rosen? Like, is it the fact that he's playing for teams where the offensive coordinator changes every week? Is it more him? I mean, he was the 10th overall pick, and this is now year three of a really disappointing NFL career. Yeah, I mean, it's it, you feel like he's had a bad shake, but I they just wonder. They couldn't even get anything, and the team wouldn't even trade for him. They tried to trade him. Yeah. I'm just saying he got – so he was drafted where he was taken. He was drafted 10th overall in 2018 by the Cardinals. They had an awful offensive line. The receivers weren't that great either. Larry Fitzgerald old, Christian Kirk, a rookie. The Mike McCoy's offense was a disaster. And then, you know, they take Kyler Murray and then he gets traded to Miami and then, you know, plays half a year on a behind a bad offensive line with a questionable offense. He got benched for a truly terrible Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick was pretty good. Fitzpatrick was probably the best quarterback in the AFC East last year. Tom Brady wasn't? No, I guess Fitzpatrick was better than Tom Brady last year. Come on now. Beat him head-to-head week 17. Evo, can you cut that and put it on Twitter? Just... We, you don't have to Google it. We know that they that the, the Dolphins beat the Patriots. But I don't think anyone thinks Ryan Fitzpatrick, even Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, why would I be Googling if the Patriots beat the Dolphins? You Google a lot of weird things. My point is, <laughs> what's this mean for Josh Rosen? Here's the weird thing. is I do feel like if you watch the Cardinals uh, in 2018 when he had those 13. Patrick was higher than Brady in QBR. Oh, Go ahead, Brady. An invented stat. Led, Fitzpatrick uh, led the Dolphins in rushing. Did lead the Dolphins in rushing. That's incredible. <laughs> Very true. Uh, but what, Rosen, he made some phenomenal throws. You're like, that guy, that is why he was the 10th overall pick in the draft. But then he just looked confused a lot. There was a lot of interceptions. 
And sometimes he just doesn't know. He gets well, stacked like, a ton, too. Yeah. And, and like, you know, you guys mentioned the offensive line was bad, so it's partly that, but also partly that he looks indecisive a lot when he's on the field. And so maybe if he's with, uh, you know, in the same system for two years, he can thrive. But he's not the only person that has had to deal with th- this kind of obstacles uh, to start an NFL career. Not everyone gets to play with two or one offensive coordinator in their first two years. And so the NFL is all about adjusting. It doesn't seem like he's been able to do that. So, you know, now that he's a free agent, that's good because he can look for a system where he could possibly thrive. Uh, so, you know, maybe he should get that third chance because he can handpick his team now. But I think this is going to be his final chance. Because if you can handpick your team and you can't succeed in that situation, then you're kind of done. Yeah. So, I mean, it, yeah. Go ahead. But who are the teams? That should be interested in Josh Rosen or Josh Rosen should be interested in them. I mean, the Patriots will probably be involved. So. Okay. Uh, the Saints signed Jameis, so I guess not. Why would, wouldn't this, wouldn't you want the Steelers to take a chance? Yep. Just by default. I mean, is he worse than Mason Rudolph is the first question you have to ask. <laughs> and the answer is probably not. Right? Uh, I think the Panthers are a team that should take a look. Why not? Who's the back? You have Teddy Bridgewater on that deal. Oh, they have Will Greer. Is he number two, Will Greer? Come on. PJ Walker, too. XFL oh, yeah. star. PJ Walker, that's right. Yeah, so like the, um, the Redskins. I mean, we're going to talk about Alex Smith in a second, but Nikes. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me get a tote board out. I'll go. Ryan's going to have a. I'll make this check going to be Ryan. Honey, what was what? Why did you did you pay our mortgage a second an extra time? Nope, that's my R word podcast yeah. charge. That's four four to zero to zero. Yep. That's terrible. That is terrible. Dang it. The Washington Football Club, should they consider him? Mm, probably, but we'll get to them in a second. I don't, I wouldn't expect that they will do it. Maybe the Buccaneers. He'd be reunited with Byron Leftwich, so he would actually have some familiarity, which he doesn't seem to have with anyone. What about the Bears? Nick Foles just lost the job. Bears would be interesting. How many media quarterbacks can you put on one team? <laughs> um, I don't know. Ask the Steelers. Wah, wah. But uh, yeah, it's it's not it's not a good situation to be in for Josh Rosen right now because, as Breach points out, if you can't make it work this time around, it's not them; it's probably you. By the way, since uh, 2006, uh, don't ask me why. Just the number, the, the season I clicked. Um, quarterbacks who have had combined seasons, so this is their career numbers, uh, with more than 250 pass attempts. And a sack percentage of over 10. Mm. There are only nine guys on that list. Andrew Walter, JT O'Sullivan, Cody Kessler, Josh Rosen, Dante Culpepper actually checked the box from 2006 to 2009. Tim Tebow, JP Loesman, Charlie Fry, and TJ Yates. Not a good list. No, it's definitely not a good list. And just make sure, I mean, like he's been behind bad offensive lines. And by the way, for those, those Culpepper years, that was Miami, Oakland, and Detroit. In those four years, mm. this was bad Culpepper. Like, li- like when he fell off a cliff and signed with, um, he played Miami. with the Raiders when he got traded. Uh, yeah, that's no, that. That, uh, Nick Saban signed him over Drew Brees. I remember that. I didn't. I don't remember him playing for the Raiders. I do. I remember thinking Dante Culpepper's gonna be awesome because he'll look great in silver and black. And then, oh. in case, um, so yeah, I mean. I don't know that you can blame all of the sacks on Rosen because of those bad offensive lines, but I do think it's telling that Kyler Murray can come in behind a similar offensive line with some slight upgrades and 
not, and the offense is just not as stagnant. Now he's had better coaching and all that, but look, like we got to credit the Cardinals mm-hmm. for, for moving on from Rosen. I mean, if they'd stuck with Rosen, they might be in a really, really bad spot right now. And they, they feel, would be, you feel great about their long-term future because they have Kyler Murray. Uh, you know, we said it leading up to the 2019 NFL draft and said it incorrectly. Like I, I said, I'd rather have Nick Bosa and Josh Rosen than Kyler Murray. That's just me. Uh, Steve Kime and the Cardinals brass got, got aggressive and they went after a back to back first round pick in a quarterback in Kyler Murray. And that, that was a very smart move in hindsight. No, I agree. And at the time I was, I was like, I would not use that pick on Kyler Murray. I almost like the idea. You can build around Josh well, Rosen. I didn't like the idea. It wasn't even that it was Josh Rosen. It's that if you take Kyler Murray, you threw away the 10th right. overall pick in the draft. That's the problem. No, no, we weren't. It, it had nothing to do with Josh Rosen versus Kyler Murray. Like, I think we all agreed that we would like Kyler Murray over Josh Rosen. Right. But Just it was so about you can't the opportunity over. cost of not getting Nick Bosa, basically. There you go. Well done. Um, to the Bengals claim. Yes, I was waiting. Bengals need a good backup quarterback, Brenton. Ooh. <laughs> Not a good day for NC State quarterbacks. Um, we mentioned the Washington football team. They did not put Alex Smith. He was not cut, which I don't think was a big surprise, but he was also not placed on the injured list. So he's Alex Smith is very much in the mix. He's, he might just be the backup quarterback. Kyle Allen, who knows if, uh, who knows if Kyle Allen will uh will even be involved? And instead, it's uh Alex Smith who makes the team and 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 will uh will apparently be healthy enough to play. What are your thoughts? Well, he's on the team, even if he doesn't see the field. Are we still of the opinion that he deserves comeback player of the year? Because I I, I am. Yes, and I think this is an interesting decision because they could have put him on injured reserve. He had a he's getting paid sixteen million dollars a year, no matter what. Ha- they could have cut him; he was getting that money. Put him on injured reserve. He's getting that money. Uh, put him on the active roster. He's obviously getting that money because he's on the active roster. But it, it was absolutely guaranteed. So they could have done anything. And the fact that they're using a roster spot on him, uh, I think is very fascinating. And it makes me think that, uh, they're at least contemplating, you know, maybe putting him on the field or maybe they just like having him around to help Dwayne Haskins, uh, get better. Do you think he could be like a, he could take like an honorary first snap or something? That would be nice. And take a knee. Would it? First fake, snap, fake first fan, snap of the fake. season is a one yard loss. That's a, that's a strong start. Or I think that's something you do maybe after he goes through this season and is like, you know what? After going through all the practices and he's like, my, my, my leg just can't take this anymore. I think I'm going to retire. You let him take the honorary snap in week 17. Uh, and you're, and then, you're three and 13. Right. And then you're right. Cause that's the only reason anybody would be watching Washington in week 17, uh, in December. So, what if they changed their name in week 17? What was their name before Breach? Uh, the Murder Hornets. <laughs> um, okay. Also, in only I saw for that one in WTF news elsewhere in WTF news. Let's get it. Washington. The oh, that's I, I saw that today. WFT. Yeah. Jason Lockham Ford tweeted that and I didn't understand what he was talking about. Yeah, you didn't I understand said, WFT he was talking about. I didn't understand. Now I get it. Uh, Adrian Peterson, the Hall of Fame running back, was cut by the Washington football team. What do you think this means for the backfield? The buzz and the speculation is that they like Bryce Love and that they love Antonio Gibson. Well, Bryce Love, they drafted him after he came up with an ACL injury, which is sort of curious. A year after drafting Darius Geis, who uh, had suffered the ACL injury in his very first carry, and now he's obviously gone. 
Um, Antonio Gibson had 33 carries in college as a running back. He played wide receiver. He played all over good? the place. I tell you what, doesn't a lot of wear and tear on him. But um, they played him at running back at the senior ball, and he was running over people. I think he ran a 4-3 or 4-4 four, four, something combine. So clearly they liked him enough to, to move on from, from Adrian Peterson. Let me ask you this. Who gets signed first, Adrian Peterson or Josh Rosen? Woo! I think Adrian Peterson. I do too. I think plug and play the... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, by the way, it's frustrating that they have Antonio Gibson and Antonio Gandy Golden. That's too much, too much Antonio G's for my liking. It's AG and AGG. Yeah. Although I like both players. Uh, I think Gibson, they also have Peyton Barber, uh, JD McKissick. So not a, you know, I think we tend to think of the Washington football team as being this, like, you know, AP has been there for a few years. They're going to run the ball and be, you know, I think they're going to pass the ball a ton. Dwayne Haskins is going to have a lot of passing attempts. So, um, Peyton well, Barber is a pass to... catcher. Listen to our bold predictions podcast on Tuesday. You'll hear me talk up Terry McLaurin, who has needs to catch a lot of passes based on one of my bold predictions. Terry McLaurin, that's a good tease, Ryan. Yeah, listen to the bold predictions podcast coming on Tuesday after the holiday. Also, right. another another running back tomorrow that was tomorrow that was cut, Lamar Miller, cut by the New England Football Team. Uh, Miller, twenty nine year old, signed in free agency uh, after he got a big contract from the Texans a few years back. There was some thought that he might come in and actually be an impact guy for New England and that he could challenge Sonny Michelle and Damian Harris for playing time. Clearly, that's not the case. Now, New England is left with Michelle Harris, uh, who apparently has some kind of hand injury. James White, the, uh, the king of PPR, Rex Burkhead, uh, and J.J. Taylor. Any thoughts on that backfield? Uh, I thought, is that, sorry, if you're playing fantasy football, that that is just absolutely confusing. I have no idea what's going on. It's a nightmare. Belichick just does whatever he wants. You don't know. Like it's a, you never know who's going to be back there. That is correct. Yeah, Damian Harris was third round pick last year. He barely played, so maybe this is the year that it, that it happens. Well, know. he but he he's been awesome in camp, and then he had a he suffered what I think Mike Reese of ESPN reported was a, a hand injury. So Sony Michelle now back off the butt. Maybe yeah, you know, maybe Sony Michelle off the injured list. Maybe Sony Michelle gets another chance to get forty carries and forty yards and three touchdowns per game. The Raiders, speaking of running back news, the Raiders traded Lynn Bowden to the Miami Dolphins. It's a bit shocking because the Raiders took Lynn Bowden with a third-round pick in this year's draft, Ryan. Yeah, sort of like Antonio Gibson, who we were just talking about. He was um, he played all over the place in Kentucky and played quarterback for a handful of games because the, the starter was injured. Um, so they were using him as a running back in Oakland. Uh, Las Vegas now, excuse me. Need another swear jar for that. It sounds like the Dolphins are interested in trying him more at wide receiver. Um, but versatility is the, it's strong suit. And you could certainly make a, an argument that there are a lot more playmakers on that Las Vegas roster than there are on the Dolphins roster. Devontae Parker, your guy. I don't know if he's back practicing yet, but he hadn't practiced, uh, recently. So the more weapons, the, the all the better. And, um, clearly the Raiders felt like they, they could part with him. So. Third round picks a lot to pay for a guy you trade four months later. It sure is. Surprise breach. Do you care? I, <laughs> I mean, I, the Raiders made some interesting moves. They, you know, they cut Demarius Randall. They cut a lot of uh, guys on defense. A couple guys I think that people maybe thought was get, were going to make the roster. Uh, it's just total chaos in Vegas, and I am surprised that you get rid of someone, especially who can play potentially multiple positions. Uh, and, and like, what are the Dolphins going to do with them? So. This is 
Uh, it's just weird to use a third round pick on somebody, and then I mean, like he must have had an awful camp. But then trade away third round pick in return. So like, what are the, the Dolphins don't have any NFL film on him because it's not like the Raiders were sending him anything from training camp, right? Uh, so the whole situation is pretty bizarre. That is, so I, I'm surprised that that's that is my reaction to this. And finally, the most important cut of the day: former first round pick, the Quan Treadwell, cut by the Falcons, thus. Ending the dream of the Atlanta Falcons to put 11 former first round picks out there on offense. They've tweeted about it nonstop this offseason. I've made fun of them nonstop this offseason. I got a lot of tweets when the, when Lacan Treadwell got cut. Uh, now Russell Gage, who was going to be the starter at nickel anyway, or at, uh, at, at the at slot anyway, uh, will be out there and not Laquan Treadwell. RIP to the dream that was, uh, that was that thing. Yeah. Well, they can still sign another first-round pick. They can sign Josh Rosen. Boom, done. And Adrian Peterson. Two more. Boom. Nothing. All right, I thought, thought there was a chance. <laughs> you know you doing, one huh? interesting cut. Why is it running? Usually it stops. From the Packers with uh, Jake Kumaroke because – Aaron Rodgers literally had been talking about him in the past 48 hours as someone, Coomer's a wide receiver, and Rodgers talked about him like, this guy is a lock to make the roster. And it's almost like the Packers front office heard that, and like, how can we screw over Aaron again? You know what, Jake? Why don't you come in here, bring your playbook, and uh, we're kicking you out of town. So they cut him less than 48 hours after Rodgers basically said he was locked to make the roster. So it's just it, some of these things are just befuddling with what's going on in Green Bay. It's like they're just trying to torch the team chemistry there. Former high draft picks, uh, Paxton Lynch was cut by the Steelers. Also former Carolina player, Ryan Switzer, who's been, uh, who reminds me of, um, who's the receiver from Varsity Blues? Tweeter? He's like Tweeter. a real life tweeter. Tweeter! Um, she's tan! That's Tweeter, your favorite character from that movie? Yeah, I know that's not Tweeter. Who's that she's so a worth noting, Paxton Lynch was the guy that John Elway traded up for in the first round. And he could not beat out Duck Hodges. And Paxton Lynch is the guy that the Cowboys wanted to draft the year that they drafted Dak Prescott. But when the Broncos traded up and grabbed Paxton Lynch, and then the Raiders sna- uh, snaked Connor uh, Connor Cook later on in the draft, the Cowboys had to settle for Dak Prescott. So good job by you guys. The Jaguars cut my boy Mike Glennon and that's sad. Josh Dobbs, which means that the quarterback position in Jacksonville is just Gardner Minshew and Jake Luton, who is just another like young Jaguars guy that Pete Prisco is leaking to the world that has been great. I mean, just like every young Jaguars like, well, this team's really coming together. They're putting it together. What if the Jaguars actually cut every quarterback on the roster? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, we're not taking single wing. Yeah, we're not taking. And, and trade for Leonard Fournette from the Buccaneers. <laughs> That'd be pretty incredible. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, that sucks for Mike. I guess he's coming back to Carolina now. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he'll. I would expect that he could get. I would expect that he could uh, find a job backing up somebody. Like, would you, wouldn't you rather have Mike Glennon than uh, Mason Rudolph? I mean, I mean, maybe, I think having a veteran is definitely a plus. Yeah, but Mike Glennon's won some football games in this league. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I get it. Ryan so, sounds hesitant. Ryan, why well, is hesitant? What's your beef with Mike Glennon, man? Yeah. Just he get it out right now. 
He went to NC State. Friends with them, and and a friend of a friend is an enemy, or enemy of friend, whatever. Is that what it is? Wilson hates anything I like. Is what it boils down to. Yeah, that's Um, the Colts released Andrew Voller, the Hard Knock star, is probably going to work out for the Carolina Panthers. And Devo, quit digging through my Twitter tweets. And then, oh, more, most importantly, we'll wrap up on this one. Colts cut Chase McLaughlin, which means that Breach's boy, Rodrigo Blankenship. The man with the glasses is your new Colts kicker. How excited on a one to one to ten scale are you, Breach? Uh, definitely a nine and a half. I'm glad that Rodrigo uh, made the roster. And the thing is, you don't hear about these kicking competitions because that's one of those things you can see in preseason games. If a kicker goes zero for three, a rookie kicker especially, uh, yeah, he's going to get cut. But we have no idea what's been going on. I was actually surprised that Rodrigo didn't get drafted because the Patriots took the first kicker in the draft. That was. Justin Rorasser, and I don't even know if he's going to make the roster there because uh, I think they brought in Nick Folk, so he might end up being their kicker. And Tyler Bass made the roster in Buffalo. I thought he was the second-best kicker in the draft, uh, but it is very interesting. I will say that rookie kickers are all over the place. The Colts lost a couple ba- games last year because of their kicking situation. Uh, so definitely keep an eye on every team that has a rookie kicker because sometimes they struggle uh, like badly, and then sometimes they just put it all together and they're good. So it'll Appreciate- be interesting. You mentioned that um, you were surprised Blankenship being drafted. What about the Buccaneers' tra- uh, track record drafting kickers? Like, how high are you willing to draft a kicker? Because uh, Matt Gay, they just cut. Was he a third round pick? Fifth, fifth round pick, and then but Aguayo- he was the first kicker taken in that draft. And then Aguayo, a few years before that, was uh, what? What round did he go in? Second, and they oh, traded up for him. Lord so Lord. that I mean, that was a disaster. You can't trade up and take a kicker in the second round. And I don't have a problem with teams drafting kickers. I know a lot of people out there will say, well, you know, you can, I think there's a lot of undrafted free agent kickers, but if you want first crack at the best kicker, you take a flyer on one in like the sixth or seventh round. I don't think you need to do anything earlier unless there is that generational talent. You know, obviously we saw Sebastian Janikowski first round kicker, um, but he's literally the only one. Yeah. Unless the kid out of Florida state that was drafted and was not very good like 15 years ago. Aguayo? No, before him. There was another, he was like a second, third round pick and he didn't work out as well. Because I don't know if any other, any other kicker been any. New, was it Nugent? No, no Nugent was, got drafted by the Jets, I think in 2005. So the, the, the bottom line is you don't need to take a kicker uh, early. You know, the top four rounds, you probably should not be spending your picks on a kicker. And it doesn't happen that often. I think the last kicker taken before the fifth round was Guayo, and that was back in 2014. And then before that, you know, it was it was a while before that. I think it was the Patriots. Maybe Koskowski? I know he was a fourth rounder. So it, it, it happens few and far between, which is why you shouldn't do it. That it does. By the way, uh, Debo Samuel will be activated from the NFI list. Oh, Shaquem Griffin was, uh, was cut by the uh, friend of the program. Shaquem Griffin, he and, Sha- and uh, Shaquille Griffin, brother, uh, were on the podcast. And uh, Shaquille, of course, a great story because he has one hand, um, or one arm, I guess, and uh, made the NFL team. But then the Seahawks are loaded at linebackers, so they felt that they could move on. Uh, anything else? No. That was a surprise cut. Yeah, it was. That's why I included it in all the uh, 
totally talked about it. Totally brought it up. Including in the rundown. All right, let's get out of here. That's the Cuts Podcast. We'll be back Tuesday with Bulb. Or we'll be back Monday or Tuesday, uh, Debo? Tuesday? Tuesday. See, I like this. Under the new regime with Debo uh, serving as a, a buffer between us and the bosses, we get a holiday. Labor Day off. Guys, busting out two at, at 4 o'clock on a Saturday. That's right. With lots of content. You know, we got eight pods a week, maybe more coming starting on, on Tuesday. Is that right? We do eight podcasts a week. Starts in like five days. We have to do eight podcasts a week. Imagine if we had to do like anything else. Minimum, right? Eight podcasts a week. Imagine if we had to do like like a like another show. Be insane. Are you teasing something, Brenton? No surprise. I'm saying that would be a lot of work. Not here to work. (laughs) Here to watch football and drink beer. I love beer. I do love beer too. I'm having a uh, new anthem, double dry hop. Brinton, you got to get to the pool. I don't know why you're still talking. Uh, Labor Day pool time for the Brinton family. All right, we're going to the pool. Have a great holiday, everybody. Talk to you soon. See you on Tuesday.